big decisions, paths followed, choices made. This is Connections, conversations about life and work. I'm your host, Jim Allen. Starting in 2006, I did videos for a trade show called RFID Journal Live. Part of the fun for me was approaching and meeting vendors in their booths who were often small business owners or entrepreneurs trying to catch people's eye. One of those people I met along the way is with me today, uh, Glenn Garner of Retailers Advantage. Welcome, Glenn. Hi, Jim. Good to see you again. Yes, it's been a while. I figure about eight or nine years I met you in a booth at RFID Journal, and I think yeah. I actually did a video for you in your booth, which was not typically done. Do you miss Do you miss trade shows? I enjoy trade shows. I enjoy meeting different people. Um, you don't necessarily sell things, but you meet a whole group of people of all different types, and it gives me the opportunity to see parts of the United States or parts of Europe you know, they've never been to before, and uh, I love it. Was well, it frustrating that that's kind of been cut off in the last couple of years, that kind of access, that kind of sales? Yeah, I miss the travel feel. I do like... Um, so you like it, traveling, you yeah. like being on the road. Yeah, and it's, it's it makes you feel alive, um, you're getting involved, you're excited about something. Um, it's not necessarily about money, so it doesn't mean you're going to make sales, but you meet a lot of interesting people, and I, I like that. You know, I mean, you're very active on LinkedIn, right? You're, uh, but I notice you can, can sometimes you make kind of the be a post from a, you know one a multinational corporation, and you're not afraid to kind of jump in there with a little bit of snark. I have, I have to, like, so it's because like, hey, look at me, or what's your what's your thinking yeah, there when you're doing like, that? You know, it's like putting your hands up. Hey, I'm over here. You know, right, right. And, uh, and do, do you get response from that at all? Because sometimes, sometimes it's uh, there's definitely a bit of yeah English. I, I think it's subtle, subtle. My concern with LinkedIn is there's so many of us sharing information, thoughts, and ideas. There's so much information that does it really get lost? Hmm. So, um, and I think that's why when we, do, I think that's why trade shows when we get back to normal again, and you can go to a trade show. And then you you can focus and ask more questions and talk about things and you know you discuss things and I think it's relationship building. You got to keep slowly getting to know each other. Does is Glenn telling the truth? Does he right. really believe in what he's saying? What's your, what's your favorite method of sal- selling? My favorite method is keep turning up. It's like um, you know keep going to the same company that I've been going for for many years 10 20 30 35 40 years and you build relationships up and you start to build trust and you're looking forward to the time when yeah you know we win an order oh so is it, I mean it's persistence though I mean you do you have people say no to you for 30 20 30 40 years or I think the biggest one is actually it's a good question Jim actually the biggest one is um great idea I like it but nothing gets done. Right. And I think that's quite typical. So you make a little mental note, somebody said great idea, but they didn't actually follow through with an order. Yeah. And right. and I've had so many compliments from so many different people saying, Oh Glenn, you should have been taken over by now. Or Glenn, you know, this right. is fantastic. Um but doesn't mean the marketplace wants to 
wants to wants to move forward. Right. And you keep turning up, you keep talking, you keep chatting, and somehow you find the means to to pay for all these things. Right. And um, yeah, I think that's. I don't know how we do it sometimes. Yeah, what, uh, people watching this, if they don't know you and don't really know what RFID is, like that's how I met you. But tell me a little bit about the. Uh, this isn't an infomercial for starters, right. but what, what is it? The main thing that you produce. Um, my my number one focus was updating all traditional security tags, EAS tags, and updating all that's been made in the last. 30, 40, 50 years. And these these are used in retail situations, yeah. like on clothing. That's it. So a little tag on clothing in a typical fashion re store. store. Okay. And so a huge market, potential Massive. Market. So the, are these tags that you put on clothes, so if people are shoplifting or, or they, they, it sets the buzzer off kind of thing? Yes, yes. And, and uh, typically now you can go on, online to Amazon or Alibaba, eBay, and you can type in security tag removal and simply buy the magnets or the hooks or the rogue detachers and, and go shopping. So... You mean to break the tags? Yeah, to defeat the, the, the tags. Right. And... So you've made a better yeah, mousetrap. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so you're, you've made a better tag. Mm -hmm. And my first version, which I had at the show that we met, Jim, Right. Um, there I introduced the our first double lock tag right. with a smart detacher. Right. So we actually record when the item is sold. Right. We could also program the tag to say, you're that yellow dress, $125. And it could be done in like a split second. And um, So there's information on the tag yeah. like in a chip. Absolutely. So that means and then... So you have software as well that oh yeah. reads that tag. And then, so, the, so number one, you can't defeat the tag with a, a magnet or that defeats other tags or a simple hook. Number two... Um, when you remove the tag from the garment, you can actually record when that item was sold at what time. So both those two, um, those two thoughts alone, can um, reduce your external theft and reduce your internal theft. So the main reason is it discourages uh, like shoplifting and just internal like what are yeah, they called? shrinkage. And, uh, shrinkage, shrinkage is the word. So you're controlling both external and internal theft, and you're pushing the thieves to your next door neighbours. Right. And it's possible for us now, too, to design a tag, for, say, for five different retailers, and they could all have a double lock, but each one could be different to the ne next-door neighbor. So you, you create uniqueness. I mean, in sales, you have to kind of eliminate obstacles, right? So what are the obstacles that are getting getting in the way between you and and, and being uh, Steve Jobs, I suppose? Yeah, a good question, Jim. Actually, I think, and that's a very good question, because even though you do these things, you believe in what you're doing and you believe you, you have a good idea, but how can you actually turn it into some make, making money? Right. And um, I did try to go to some of the larger companies. Uh, many of them said nice things and nice thoughts and they didn't spend money. So then I tried to target some large accounts because I knew that if I could win a big account, then I'm breaking into the marketplace. And I got very, very close many, many times. I mean, is, pr is price an obstacle? Or it's, uh, what's holding these people back, do um, you think? That's a good thought. Are you uh, competing with, what, it's cheaper products from somewhere else in the world? Yeah, I mean, now, you know, a typical retailer says, hey, you know, we know these security tags don't work anymore. 
That's right. their thought because they haven't really tested anything else. Um, I did do a test with a major department store chain. I proved amazing re results of 83% shrink reduction, as well as I proved an increase in sales. I did a trade show with another RFID show in London, England, and a gentleman came over to me and says, Glenn, that sign you have saying 83% shrink reduction, no one's going to believe it. Like, it's, it's not believable. It's too much. It's too high. And so, and I thought that was really good that someone actually told me that because I didn't think like that. The sad thing what happened after that is the company that tested it actually decided to purchase another product that was cheaper and quite traditional. Um, but I think that's part of the, the learning curve. It's just the things you go through. Fortunately, we've got some good customers that buy some traditional products from us. So with the money we make from that helps us finance new innovations, new ideas, you know. What's your definition of success? That's a good question. Really good question, actually. What is the definition of success? You put a number on it, uh, or is it? Uh, I don't it... think it's money, money. I think it's. Uh, I think it's just like having a baby. You, you've, you're so pleased with yourself when if everything's okay, you know the baby's okay, and you're still, and you just feel, you know, you're in love. You feel good that yeah, you know, we did achieve. We are the best in the industry. And that sounds a little bit overconfident and a bit cocky, but you know you've upgraded all the single lock devices made with a double lock. Now, is there any advantage, uh, I mean, for whatever reason you, you've settled in Canada, right? But uh, maybe there's personal reasons, but uh, is there any advantage to being in Canada or the United States? Or I know you, you try to sell these this product internationally, right? Yes, uh, good good thought. I think if we were based in New York or in a major city like New York or, or say, it could be you know Los Angeles or somewhere like that, we would have had more success because the large customers are on your doorstep, you know, in, in the United yeah. States. Um, but then saying that, if you look at the Nordic countries, you know, they're very good at exporting globally and they, they thrive on getting exports. Um, but, you know, this is where the innovation came from. I mean, uh, looking back uh, on all, are you are you happy that you became an inventor in tech? Is that, uh, or is it sometimes you uh, feel like you should have done something else? Like, I think it just happened. You can't help it, can you, really, Jim? <laughs> it's like yourself. You know, you you know you you involve the camera industry, the radio industry. I mean, you've done. You've always been in the industry. You can feel it. Yeah. You you can't help it, and. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, naturally, I was an inventor when I was a kid. I invented three board games, and I still got those ideas in my head today. Um, Do you set goals for yourself? Do you wake up, like, uh, I want to come up with a new one new thought today? Or sometimes writers get up and write for an hour every day, even yeah. if it's gibberish, just to, to flex that muscle, right? So do you do you have any kind of structure to your, your day at all, or are you uh, – or you're just are you just in sales mode all the time these days, like chasing leads? And I think I'm trying to learn not to overdo it, not to sell too much. I think what I love is like playing tennis. The more you hit that tennis ball, and I should be playing more, 
the more you hit that tennis ball, your head relaxes and it turns off. And that's when, out of the blue, an idea comes up. Technology evolves. Does your mindset, does your mindset evolve as, as inevitably technology keeps, uh, keeps moving on? That's why I like trade shows. Right. It's kind of cool when you walk around trade shows and I met a gentleman, one gentleman, I remember coming to a show, he says, all the innovation comes from the outside, the small little stands. Right. It's not from the big stand in the middle. Maybe they're the ones that are presenting it because they discovered it from the smaller stands around the outside. And so I'd recommend anyone going to a trade show, as well as going to the big stand in the middle, don't forget the little people around the outside because I think that's good for, for them too. And I think we can learn a lot from that. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. You know, the last couple of years actually have shaken the marketplace up so much that I think we recognize now we need, we need more intelligence. We need better security devices. We need better everything. So Glenn, thanks for coming out. Um, appreciate the, the, the trip out and you know, best of luck in 2022. Jim, much appreciated, and I'm really pleased that we met each other, what was it, nine years ago? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, well. definitely. Thanks again, Jim. Take care. Thanks. Thanks for listening. If you have a comment, or if you want to be on the show, send me an email at connectionsvideopod at gmail.com. And please subscribe.